Tired of boring news? Fatuous facts? Ever heard of a snake worm? Butt science? Food crime? Estonian sports? Spanish art restoration? No facts. Just questions. Person in person. A news show. Subscribe. Please and thank you. Oh. <laughs> you don't eat your mic, Tim. No, it's not for foods. No, bed, Tim. Bed. Where's the spray bottle? <laughs> Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Rough and Ready, Pennsylvania, it's Tim Hansen. <laughs> yeah, <Whoa>. baby. Ow! <laughs> What's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Great. Still great. Three episodes in, still great. I am just tired. The model of consistency here. Sean O'Brien, great, great, still great. Love to see it. That kind of consistency, that kind of of stick-to-itiveness is is what I admire about you. I appreciate it. Especially at these late hours. Yeah. Oh my god, it's 11.45. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Well, I mean, we could talk for another 20 minutes about how late it is if you guys want. (laughs) No, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fine. Well, in that case, we'll just advance to the next part of the podcast. Now, if you guys remember, the next part of the podcast is where I discuss, you know, all the social media platforms where people can find the show, uh, email it, things like that. Then we do the wines. And then we do the questions, and then usually we'll have some half cock take. You guys remember how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. How what goes? Can you explain no. this again, please? Uh, we can, but I have to restart the show. What do we do? What show? What are we doing again? <laughs> Welcome uh, to Rose. I it's am called, very it's called drunk. Podquest. <laughs> Podquest. Oh, I quit that show. Bye, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's where we. Uh, it's, <laughs> where, it's where we discuss kaiju movies. Uh, welcome to. The award-winning Brose Podcast, available as always on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, Tim, that's the part I was talking about, the um, the, the part where I describe the podcasting platforms. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Okay. Uh, you, you'll get it next time. I, try, I believe in you. Uh, the premise of our show is to fuck around for like 90 minutes. Uh, it's to answer questions from you. The audience about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a delicious, crisp, refreshing, summer-ready glass of rosé. If you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, let's uh, quickly go through what we are drinking. Tim, that's the the next part, the, the part where I was going to talk about what we're drinking. Which part? The, the this part what we're about to do right now yeah uh sean t- show tim what we're talking about what are you drinking i'm drinking hallmark channel blush rose wine what's that well it's it was a it is a it is a rose wine <laughs> from <laughs> 20s from the year of our lord 2020 um and it was good <laughs> Sean, be truthful. 
Are you actually drinking that right now, this instant? <clears throat> I am not drinking that right now, this instant, because I have finished the bottle. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because he is a champion. I am a champion. Yeah, this is the the brose the brose sweet spot is when we were like back when we were just routinely polishing off bottles of, of rose. I, I can't say that I do it all the time now, but when I do, it's like, oh, this has been a good show. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel great about it right now, guys. <laughs> uh, uh, Tim, do, do you feel like you got an idea for how things go now, or do you want me to to see what uh, Rich can do? I'm drinking beer. <laughs> I'm drinking beer. What kind of beer are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Sam's Summer Ale to go with the uh, summery theme in a bottle because my Jewel slightly bubbled dry rosé wine from Childress Vineyards was uh, garbage in a bottle. So I switched to Summer in a Bottle. <laughs> oh, Summer in a Bottle. That's such, a, that's such an affectionate way to look at it. Yeah, it's much, taste, much tastier. <laughs> Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? Speaking of Summer in a Bottle, I'm drinking uh, Wolfer Estates Summer in a Bottle. Uh, it's a rosé table wine uh, from 2020. Uh, I personally do not like it. It was not worth the $22 I spent on it. But honestly, though, like I don't know if you guys have actually gotten a chance to really look at it. The bottle looks pretty cool. It's got all these animals and like butterflies. Yeah, it's a really cool bottle. Mm-hmm. But it's just the wine isn't really cool. It's not really cool well, at all, but I've almost finished it because I'm just champing it out now. A champion. <laughs> I've got to say, every time you've said Wolford uh, during this, I wanted it to. I, I in my head, I was like, "Oh, Woodford Reserve makes a wine." <laughs> every <laughs> single time, and I'm like, "No, this of course guy. not. It's, it's a different company, you moron." But I, every <laughs> time, I'm like, "Oh, is it the double barrel rosé?" <laughs> I think it's the triple barrel. It's the double oak uh, rosé. Triple barrel, wow. Uh, the rare triple barrel rosé. Uh, I am drinking uh, Domaine uh, Lobiac rosé uh, from the Willamette Valley. Uh, so when you guys uh, set out on the Oregon Trail, uh, were you guys always the banker, or did you ever brave the uh, the elements as, as like a teacher or somebody with no money? You know, I didn't realize that the banker was the hot, was the way to go until I was much older. Like until Megabots. I was playing it on an emulator. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because certain certain versions of the game, like you could be like there are more like, de- de- there are more uh, derivations besides like just banker, farmer, teacher. Like there was doctor, so it'd be like a little less money, but your your characters would wouldn't get sick as much or something like that. Mm. There are weird bonuses. Lame. You, you you would think one of the two top gamers in this uh, podcast would have a lot to say about Oregon Trail, but again, I've Brutal. never actually played the mm. digital version of this game. Just just colossally disappointing that I get no them not getting any Oregon Trail takes from the two of you. It reminds me that one song uh, I, I, I very sums up this uh, this point she, is uh, she she fucking hates me by Puddle of Mud. Why would you bring that up? <laughs> no. I mean, the chorus is very like to the point. It's just um, failure. You're a failure, Rich. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I look. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I we didn't have a PC that had it back in the day, and just I just never never played it. I, I'm not Little. against playing it. You know what? First live show. Our opening act is me playing Oregon Trail. Wow. What a. <laughs> 
What what an enticing uh, we'll, carrot for the listeners. We'll take Rich playing the forty five year old video game. We'll take <laughs> suggestions from the audience. People no. can donate money for uh, charity to name characters and shit. Like it'll be a full on thing as an opening act for our first live show. I, mean, I did wait? float this a, a couple now. months ago at this point, uh, which is to do because there's yeah. on internetarchive.org. Uh, there's a there is a uh, collection of DOS games, including a couple of different versions of the Oregon Trail. Uh, and I remember, I think I floated it to you guys a couple months ago that we should do a stream version of the Oregon Trail uh, as, as you know, our first live event, quote unquote. But mm-hmm. uh, did, yeah. did, did you float it the last time we talked about the Willamette Trail? When you no, had this it, was, it was separate from this. It was it was. Uh, it's a different time mid-week. we talked about the Willamette Trail. It was a midweek. Uh, it was a midweek thing. So it was when I was drinking the Willamette Trail wine, like on a on a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was my my midweek bottle of, of wine. I have a problem. <laughs> uh, so uh, I have on my screen here uh, the final envelope of questions on one of these tabs. Uh, <laughs> and if you uh, <laughs> if you want uh, to have your question answered on the air, you want to email it to brosequestions at gmail uh, but in the meantime, let's go to our first question, which was submitted uh, by someone. Uh, and it, was, it says, uh, what is the most ridiculous thing you've waited in line for during COVID? Most ridiculous thing you've waited in line for during COVID? To get into Kung Fu Tea to pick up my bubble tea order that I made online. Okay. Like the order was ready and set, but I had to wait in line that wrapped around the building before I could even get in the building to pick up my already made order. Was this uh, early in the pandemic or later on? Uh, midway to later. Like I didn't start use- getting bubble tea or having having bubble tea as a reward for going out for the first time in two weeks um, until midway through the pandemic. It's not ridiculous, but I, I waited in line to get into the grocery store. Uh, which was a strange uh, feeling because I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. that's a, a, there. There were a couple of different like benchmarks that that I that I crossed uh, in order to realize like how fucking serious this all was. And, and one of the minor ones and one that came later on was when Wegmans uh, was forcing people to wait outside because they're only letting a certain number of people into the store at a time. And so you know, a trip to the grocery store was now taking like you know an hour and a half to two hours. Because 30 minutes of it was like waiting in line like you were waiting in line for like, you know, Great Bear at Hershey Park. Uh, like, okay, I got to wait here. You know, they, they check, they check that, the clicker and everything. Like, it was it was wild. That, uh, was, yeah. that was one of the reasons I was grateful I got laid off because I could go food shopping on Friday morning yeah, at midday. 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You go in the off hours, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that was the thing. Like, at the beginning of it when – when I was, you know, it started working from home, but before things like had really ramped up as far as the prevention went, uh, I could sneak out on my lunch break. Like mm-hmm. I go uh, at like noon and, and be back in an hour and be have done all our grocery shopping for the week. And then one day I drove out there and I was like, oh my God, there's like, <laughs> there's like 30 people waiting to get into Wegmans. I'm going to have to come back later. Yeah. They, uh, it was wild. They cut off a whole section and through traffic section of their parking lot for people to line up. Mm. I think the other, the only other wild thing I had to wait was, uh, it wasn't a line, but it was just a strange experience. Was uh, uh, a couple weeks in, we ordered uh, takeout from Jay's Asian Cuisine uh, around the corner from us here in Cherry Hill, and I went to go pick it up. We didn't get it delivered. I, I went to to 
to pick it up as takeout. And there's a vestibule. I'd never been there before. And there's a little vestibule uh, where you normally would just, you know, walk in and then turn and walk into the restaurant. And the vestibule was like almost like a holding area. So like only me or the restaurant employee could be in the vestibule at a given time. So they had to like knock on the, the door and be like, we're going to put your food out. It was like a fucking hostage situation, which I, which I like, it's the way it had to be at the beginning. Uh, but it was, it was such a bizarre experience. Like, okay, wait outside. You see them go into the room, put the bag of food out with a receipt and then to go in, sign it, wait for them to go pick it up and then leave. Like it was just, it was just very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Tim? Uh, I'd probably say waiting in my car in a line to pick up stuff from Home Depot. This is probably second or third month in when I was getting into uh, like first getting into the whole electronics repair and stuff like that. So I picked up a bunch of supplies and small boxes to ship things in because getting a small box from Home Depot and just putting a bunch of packaging in it was cheaper than buying a more fitting box from like FedEx or somebody else. So. But it was just weird, just like waiting in front of Home Depot, not going inside. And it's just like, is this box and uh, solder for you? And I'm like, I I don't know. Does it have my name on it? I think so. (laughs) Shouldn't you know that before bringing it outside? Just chuck it in the back seat. (laughs) Also, for the record, I am playing uh, the Oregon Trail online right now. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. What uh, what are you? What, give give us the deets. What are you doing? I am gonna be the banker, and coward. <laughs> uh, and the first names of the four of the party are Rich, Tim, Matt, Sean, and Snake Up. Oh, oh Snake Up! There you go. Oh, you're bringing Snake Up on the ride. That's great. Uh, I, I candidly, I played a couple of rounds on it, and I put the four of us as party members, but the party head was Tom Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean, what's the most ridiculous thing you waited in line for during the pandemic? So probably uh, my brain medication, only because I, I had to wait in line to get. So I, we just got new insurance and I had to wait in line to give them my card. And we have our prescription insurance through CVS Caremark. And I was at a CVS and I got through the line. And when I got to the front and gave them my card, they say, oh, the CVS is not authorized to give you your prescriptions. You have to call them. You have to call the CVS Caremark line and have them authorize us. And I was like, are you kidding me? Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> You're CVS Caremark. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah. You're, it's you're just, all like the same. Yeah. It's, it's, it was just a ridiculous situation. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, insurance is broken in the United States of America. Oh, oh yeah, the healthcare system is terribly broken. Yup, Tim, how's everything going on, on Oregon Trail now? Uh, I'm currently in the general store in Matt's general store trying Hell to buy yeah. some oxen. Yeah, nice. you're not getting any of my oxen for that price. Uh, I'm, I'm getting three yokes of oxen. No, that's not. That's not going to be enough. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Have fun still being in the middle of the country in like December. Want to know a funny story? 
Yeah. Yeah, I've never actually played the Oregon Trail. I've just been playing along and uh, <laughs> for no reason. What an asshole. Wow. Making me feel like I'm the lone person here who's yeah. ever played it. The two biggest gamers on this uh, on on this show. Well, the joke's on you, Tim, because I'm going to keep asking you about what you're doing on the Oregon Trail throughout the course of the show. And if you don't come up with excruciating details, I'm uh, <clears throat> hold on, I'm uh, I'm I'm going to be uh, very disappointed in you. I guess. <laughs> Can you live with that disappointment, Tim? Yikes! There's no. I'm way. sorry. I was trying to figure out how much food I'm buying at Matt's General Store. <laughs> That's better. That's what I like to uh, hear. Uh, 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 any other thoughts on this uh, waiting in line for stuff during COVID? No, uh, I I will say like I didn't wait in line for this. I also did not purchase it because it like this scenario didn't happen. But there was someone I was uh, talking to who wanted to hook up pretty early on in the pandemic. I can't believe she made you wait in line for that shit. <laughs> well, it's it's not waiting in line for that. It was wait. It was uh, like one of my texts to her was. I guess I have to buy condoms during a pandemic. Ah, uh, okay. Which I was just like, that's gonna be like the weirdest thing ever right now, yeah. isn't it? Like, mm. we we didn't end up doing anything. We we realized it probably would have been a bad idea, and if either of us would have gotten sick, we would have felt like shit because we would have caused the other person to get sick and blah blah blah. So, we're just like, we're glad we didn't do that. But it was just like it was one of those weird things where I'm like. People are dying. Face masks are being worn. But I'm going to buy condoms to bang somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine like the, the the waiting in line is actually the text message where Rick texts this uh, this girl and goes, "Hey, you up?" And then you get an automatic response: "Welcome, you're number thirty four in line." <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, the next question: Which is worse, summer yard work or winter snow cleaning? Summer yard work or winter uh, snow cleaning? Which is worse? Summer yard work. Uh, that's going to be a hard disagree for me. I I think the winter <laughs> winter is worse by far. I this is I hate mowing the lawn. I hate cleaning up my I, yard. I love mowing the lawn. It's so cathartic for me. It it's like vacuuming the outside. <laughs> so Matt should be on board with this take as well. I know well, that's the thing. Yeah, I haven't mowed the lawn in years, but uh, but yeah, it's basically yeah. the same I, thing. I, I I do want to ask this question, and I don't I don't mean it in a potentially how judgmental it might come out. But when was the last time any of the three of you mowed the lawn in a hundred and one degree temperature in the middle of summer? That's true. I mowed the lawn last week, and so I have mowed yeah. the lawn recently, just not in the heat. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. Like, I have to wake up. I'm waking up tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, hopefully, uh, to mow the lawn before nine or ten when it's supposed to reach ninety degrees out. Uh, I, I, I'm. You guys know I'm not an early riser, and I just, I hate sweating. I hate mowing the lawn. My yard sucks. It's just summer yard work is the absolute worst. I would much rather shovel than do summer yard work. I'm of two minds of this. I think the the weather thing is a very pertinent point because I I am much more of a cold weather guy than I am a a, war, a warm weather boy. Uh, but I, I do think there is an element of yard work during the summer where even though it's a chore, you can like you can make your lawn look better. You can do different things with it. When you're just clearing snow, you're just getting back to zero. Like you're just getting back to the way your yard and your driveway were 
you know, at the beginning, just trying to get it back to like, you know, stasis. So it's not satisfying. Uh, but I do think there's some satisfaction about doing, doing yard work, mowing the lawn, doing stuff like that. I'm still going to say snow clearing is, is, is better. Uh, and therefore the answer to the question for me is summer yard work because of the heat. Uh, but it is a dead heat for me. Mm -hmm. How about you, Tim? I'm definitely going to go with summer yard work because snow, like I don't mind doing snow, but snow, it's like either you do it now or you get fucked later. Whereas like if I get tired of mowing the lawn, it's like, all right, I'm going to take like a 20 minute break. And it'll be it'll be exactly the same when I go back out there. Whereas depending on when you need to shovel, it's like, well, no, I need to get up at five in the morning and do this before I go to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I have to do it at night or in the middle of the day. And it's like if I take a break, I essentially have to reshovel everything I already shoveled because it's still snowing. Fair, fair. Uh, yeah, I don't think any of us were going to come out of this being like, dude, I fucking love either one of these. <laughs> no. like, you know, it's just like, dude, I love, like, I know Sean, Sean came out with the, uh, the vacuuming the yard thing, but I, I still, I still can't imagine that you'd be at like any higher than a C plus on how much you enjoy, uh, mm-hmm. yard work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, right, oh no, up? there's a fire in my wagon. Oh no. <laughs> Has a thief come to steal any of your, your clothing from your wagon at any, at any point or just the fire? No, just the fire. I lost three wagon wheels, three wagon tongues, and a wagon axle. There's a very particular uh, version of the Oregon Trail online that I used to play. Uh, that there's a there's a particular point where you pass a gravestone, and every single time you passed it, it was "Here lies mac and cheese." <laughs> uh, every nice. single time, it, was, it, it 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 got rid of the uh the it 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 got rid of the the magic for me. It was like. Oh, <laughs> here's mac and cheese once again yeah mac and cheese he's never gonna make it to oregon uh what are your go-to car snacks trademarked everyone what are your go-to car snacks car snacks twizzlers uh twizzlers oh it's, my god it's twizzlers that for some reason whenever my parents and i went on like long car rides uh and my family we would just get a like a like one of those pound bag of bags of Twizzlers, and then just munch on those. Mm. And so it's always going to be Twizzlers for me. It's just those like just eating Twizzlers at any time now is just like this. It gets me into the car ride headspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretzel sticks, like the, the the small thin ones. My my dad always had them for his car rides, and it's just like that's something I'm like oh, I love those, but like. The gluten-free ones aren't good, so I don't really do it anymore, but that was before gluten-free. Now it's like the Think Fit protein bars, because like, I can go for a 10-hour or an 8-hour car ride without stopping, because I have like three of those. I don't need to stop for lunch or anything within the 8 hours, because I can just eat one of those every couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Timmy? Um, lately, it's been jerky, just because that's kind of the Dietz family go-to snack. Uh, but honestly, Twizzlers or some something comparable. So I tend towards like the sugary kind of snacks because the salty ones are like going to make me want to drink something. And then if I drink too much, then I have to go take a piss. And it's like, I'd, I'd rather just keep going mm-hmm. rather than having to take all these breaks. Man, I haven't had beef jerky in forever. I haven't Man. had beef jerky since coming back from North Carolina. 
we got some uh, vegetarian jerky. Yeah. And it was surprisingly good. Okay. Huh. Surprising. Very surprising. Yeah, yeah. How, how do they do vegetarian jerky? It's probably like uh, dried jackfruit or something like that. Yeah, makes sense. Always the jackfruit. Always I, the jackfruit. I don't yeah. think I've had jerky since Firefly. Uh, I would occasionally t- get it as a snack at work, but I, I mean, it's just, it's so salty. Yeah, like it's just so much salt, uh, and I think that's why I typically don't go for it as a snack. Although it's it's it fills you up, it also like like Tim said, gets you good and thirsty. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh my go to snack is a bad car snack, uh, which is popcorn. Uh, and it's bad because it's bad for the resale value of my car when I can't get the vacuum under the seats to get all the popcorn <laughs> out. Uh, but I love uh, popcorn is one of my favorite snacks. So it is hard for me to pass up, like getting one of those like smart food, like the white cheddar cheese popcorns, um, or like the boom chicka pop kettle corn or something like that. Like just something easy. As I'm as I'm driving, like it's 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 nice and easy. It's not super filling, but it it, it gets you just full enough uh, without uh, being too much of a, a wreck for your driving. Uh, but it is again it, it, an absolute disaster as far as like spilling popcorn everywhere. So yeah, you know it, you take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, popcorn baby. Popcorn mm. popcorn is good. I I would personally go for like a caramel corn over like a regular popcorn like a white cheddar or anything just because like like tim's like the sweetness is much better for a long distance car ride mm. i usually have soda as well though so like, that that's my i'm getting my sweetness from the soda so i don't i don't need the additional sweetness i don't get me wrong i enjoy a good caramel corn uh or like a you know so if, if somebody was like look the only snack we have is like a tasty cake chocolate junior i'm not going to be like no sir uh but but uh i I will typically tend towards the salty snacks uh for for the drive uh any other car snacks Uh, honestly just any chip nut bars yeah Mm. nut bars are are, um like like a kind bar or something like that is also a great one for peanut butter pretzels oh my god (laughs) oh those are clutch boy (laughs) so fucking good Give me some chewy, like, fruit candy, like Mike and Ike's or something like that. Oh, boy. I'm good. Sean wrecked me with peanut butter. I've had <laughs> peanut butter pretzels in so long, but those were like... How, how, how have you not had peanut butter pretzels in so long? That's your signature snack. Oh, it is, but, but it's also, A, it's expensive, and B, like, eat four of them and you've had 200 calories. So it's like... <laughs> so it's... it's, it's, it's a, I have to pick my pick and choose my spots. I'm... I'm I don't have my my twenty four year old metabolism anymore, so it's very it's a it's a challenge for me. But my God, anytime I have them, it's it's uh, again, I, it's it's orgasmic. It's great. What am I saying? <laughs> um, all right, the next question: Do you have any regrets about settling down in the area you are in now? What are your favorite things about where you live, and what are the worst? Um, I. I wish I didn't buy a house when I was as young as I was. I regret buying a house at 25 by myself. Like, if I were more in a more settled uh, situation in life, in a relationship with, with someone I was going to spend the rest of my life with, buying a house at 25 would would have been smart. But being a single person, buying a house at 25, not having a lot of money, 
not being able to move around or anything like that, just it limits you. And so I totally regret living, like buying this house. Um, I hate my neighbors. I hate the area I live in. But I love the fact that I'm like within five minutes of Sean's house. Mm -hmm. And I'm also within about less than 10 minutes from the Philly sports stadiums. So like there, there are some redeeming qualities to it. Like if I want to drive to a sports game, it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes from there, or I can go an hour and a half by taking the train. Yeah. The speed of line, not living up to its name. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of those times when it comes no. to getting into well, the stadiums, but, uh, but okay. Okay. It's, it's less the speed line and more the orange line in Philly just takes so long to get from uh, Locust to a uh, stadium. Tim, do you have any regrets about settling down in the area you are in now? Um, no. Um, Malvern, Martha and I are pretty much in the same general area that we've grown up in. Uh, so it's not like we've gone all that far. Uh, but I, I don't really have any regrets. We're pretty close to Philadelphia. Um, there's a lot of different things available in our areas. We're not too far from pretty much Lancaster, which is farms and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't really know. Just I, I, I feel like I'd be happy wherever I ended up as long as like there's something to do. Um, like. Yeah, let's throw out a random place. Greensboro, North Carolina is a really nice place. So, like, <laughs> if if we oh, happen to end up, town. yeah, random town. Uh, if we happen to end up moving somewhere there, it's like, yeah, it's very different. Um, it's much more widespread. Everything is off kind of like one highway, which is less, uh, less like Route Thirty, or less packed, less compact. So it's just more, everything seems more spacious and relaxed and slower paced. I think that's the only thing I'm not as big a fan of uh, around here is everyone's just in such a fucking rush. So that kind of makes everyone dicks very easily. It's like a very Northeast thing, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, like, you don't notice it until you travel a little bit or like you go to like regions of Pennsylvania that we're, that we're a little bit closer to where... Uh, it's a little more rural, a little less uh, suburban or urban. Uh, but yeah, people people are just fucking hustling and bustling. Uh, and that includes where we are in Cherry Hill. And uh, I have no regrets about where we live now. Uh, I think in order to have regrets either, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think I'd have to be presented with like, oh, you could have been here and this, 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 and this could have happened because it's all what you make of it. Like it's it's all like, you know, if I got the job that I wanted, uh, you know, if I, you know, if we had a different, like, I don't know, school system, if you have kids, but like, you know, my wife and I both like Cherry Hill. We both like popping into the city, but we also have like enough distance from the city where we're not just, you know, we're not just, it's not just Philadelphia looming out over us at all times. Like we've got just enough, uh, of a commute where, you know, we're not in Philly at all times, but we also can get there easily if we want to. Uh, to Rich's point, we can pop, you know, just across the bridge, get to a ball game in like 20, 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a, you know, when I was working in Delaware, this, you know, it was a it was a long drive, but I could just hop on the highway and I'd be there in an hour. Uh, you know, so it, the location is good. You know, could I stand to have a few more local restaurants where I am? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, not everything has to be Maggiano's Cherry Hill. 
But uh, but as far as you know, if I ever regret settling down the area that I am in now, no. Uh, my wife and I love the area. Uh, we both you know we met in Pittsburgh in college and both love the area enough to return to it, uh, get get jobs and and start careers there and and start a life there. So. Uh, no, I, I don't have regrets. Uh, I would not be opposed to moving at any point if, if life presented it that. But uh, fuck, man. Tri-state area. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Matt, I have bad news. What? You have dysentery. Oh, okay. no. So sorry. Um, okay. Uh... <clears throat> who's who's going who's, who's to play taps when he dies? Uh, 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 Is that taps when he... Uh, no, taps when he wakes Sean, I need to... Sean, I need to collect my my thoughts. Can you, yes. can you please go ahead? Do you okay. want to move or no? Uh, so I don't have any regrets about being in the place that I am now because we have like, and like the things I love about it, we have a really good school system for Jake and Alice. And it's, it is generally like, it's a very, it's kind of like, like a fifties type town where it's like, it's, I'm not like, it's like people leave their doors unlocked kind of thing. And that's nice. I guess. Oh no, I have uh, cholera. Oh no. Uh I'm so Sean sorry. Sean has for a you. snake bite. Oh my god. <laughs> Everyone's what going wagon down. train are you running? <laughs> and I'm We're doing okay. <clears throat> yeah, somehow Rich isn't dying. Rich is gonna be the guy that's like Rich got lost, lose three days trying to find him. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Sorry. Oh, no, your fifties okay. town, Sean. Uh well it's just like it's it's just a nice town and everybody's kind of you know, amicable and you can kind of like spark up a conversation with anybody. But I, I do not like the fact that there are like, there are also the closer you get to the center of town, there are like incredibly rich people who are kind of dicks, like the kind of people who are like, uh, the kind of people who are like $200,000 isn't that much money. And you're like, okay, (laughs) bud, because they're just living within their means. Like the subjects of those like uh, CNBC articles that are like, here's how somebody making five hundred thousand dollars a year winds up broke, and like you know four hundred four hundred thousand of it is like a gym membership somehow. Yeah, we got we got a lot of Karens around here. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and, and just, then it happens. And mm-hmm. then you have the people that uh, care too much or too little about Glenny, the turkey. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. we also did have a turkey murder. Well, that, well, that's that's a side effect of the, the the problem that you mentioned, which is just they're out of problems. Yeah, yeah, you're out of problems when the number one thing that you're thinking about all the time is that goddamn turkey. <laughs> yes, this is too true. Yeah, yeah. do I always feel bad? My, my my dad's girlfriend's name is Karen, and she's just it's just got to be brutal. I imagine like, I have an aunt Karen, and mm. Truly, it must have been a real hard turn that their lives took once Karen got adopted by everyone who's, a, you know, a terrible. Yeah, person. Oh, no. it is also it's 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 tough because it's like it's start, it's only now starting to get offline. I want to say like it used to be like if, like look if you weren't on Twitter, you know, you were just Karen. But I think it's slowly starting to permeate into like normal discourse now, mm-hmm. and like you're just gonna get blindsided by it. <laughs> it's 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 coming for you, Karen. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I have I have an aunt Linda who is an aunt Karen, and uh, yeah, I'm going to probably call her Aunt Karen to her face the next time I see her. 
Mm. Um, she's she's <laughs> she's that person who uh, the second the CDC said you don't have to wear a face mask indoors, said fuck it, I'm going into Wawa without a mask, and got mad at the person who said state law you still have to wear a mask. Mm. And she turned around. I've tested negative for COVID four times, and I'm vaccinated. I don't have to wear a mask. Kind of person. So, yeah. Aunt Karen, shut up and put a fucking mask on. Hey man, I'm generally a pretty socially, uh, socially conservative. Not socially conservative, but generally a pretty, uh, you know, do what you want, live your life kind of thing. Uh, but I do find it interesting that the 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 <laughs> it's generally the people on the right who are like businesses shouldn't be allowed to tell me what to wear and not to wear in their in their place of business you know the way that the free market works <laughs> uh yeah if Wawa wants to make look if Wawa wants to make you wear a mask it's it's their business like you know you don't have to go to Wawa I, you can take your almighty dollar elsewhere that's the way this works I I said to him, like, I hope you like having to carry around your vaccination card because you're going to need it. I hope you like that ID card you're requesting all the time. Mm. Um, she didn't say anything back to me. Uh, Tim, how's my dysentery situation looking? Uh, you have cholera now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Is that, you're is, just didn't going Sean have cholera? It. Did I get cholera from Sean? No, I think I had cholera. Oh, you motherfucker. And <laughs> I'm You just wore your no, goddamn Sean mask had, around had, the campfire. Sean had a snake bite. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, okay. I can't pass that on. We've Matt. had like three fires, by the way. <laughs> three fires? What? Jesus Christ. It's pretty clear. Yeah, obviously you haven't played this before. I've got the iron no, immunity, so. though. I'm fine. Iron immunity. Yeah, Rich is going to be the only one left. Fucking Iron Man. <laughs> uh, the next question is, what kind of stove do you have? Do you like it? And would you be willing to switch to electric, if your preference is gas, uh, to source your energy for more climate-friendly options? Why or why not? This is I, I, ha- I have a gas stove, uh, and I love it. Heat distribution is much better. If they can get a very efficient heat, like, electric stove, I'd be down for it. But it's not very common that you can get a good stove, electric stove, that can provide the heat that a, a gas stove can provide. And that's why I'm like hesitant for it. I've typically had uh, so in the homes that I've I've lived in, uh, I've typically had gas ranges. And but my I've I've been at places. My my grandmother owns a a place in Seattle City, and they have an electric uh, stove. And I've never had any problems with it. Like uh, you know, it's 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 not my my preference, but it's like one of those things. It's sort of like diet soda versus regular. Like, are you willing to take the fifteen percent hit on flavor? for quote-unquote betterness it's not a perfect analogy because of fucking aspartame and shit but like are you willing to take the 15 percent hit for the betterment of the environment and i, I probably would like I, i'd figure out how to use it I, you know i've used the the electric range in my grandmother's place before it is fine um so yeah i would uh but i'd also think i my guess is and this is a complete spitballing here but my guess is the environmental impact of ripping out my system and having it replaced with an electric system is probably worse than if I just did nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's sort of the same way that like if you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to buy a hybrid, uh, even though my car is 60,000 miles on it, uh, but the hybrid is better for the environment. When the truth is that it would be better if you just kept your car uh, and just kept driving that instead of putting like, yet another new vehicle out on the road, hybrid or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like it would only be more efficient if you were to also go to a solar system. Because 
the gas you're now no longer using, you're using electricity-wise wherever it's generated in the plant to run your 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 oven and stove. Yeah, it depends what, like, if you're getting like one of those like Clearview Energy things, like if it's solar, whether it's water, mm-hmm. you know, if you're sourcing it, like New Jersey's got all those options that you can pay a billion dollars for to have your energy clean source. If you want to go hardcore on that and, and change your electric source to something like that, which is 100% clean, that's the way to go. Um, but yeah, the, 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 that's a long way around to the short answer to the question, which is I like my gas range. I mm. would not care substantially if it were electric. Uh, what about you, Sean? Well, we have an electric range now, but I do prefer gas because I think it, it's easier to control the heat of it. Whereas Which is interesting the- because I, I I had somebody push back on me because I said that years ago too, and they were like, "Well, you can just set the temperature for the electric is the same thing, but you know, it's it's you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's not. not. It it doesn't distribute properly is the problem. Like it, like yes, the rings will not be as hot, but like this the 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 way it distributes the heat just isn't the same. Yeah, it I it they are worse. I think uh, pretty much objectively. But I think, you know, but I use one now and it's fine. Like I don't have, I'm not, I'm not missing the gas stove really. Mm-hmm. You figure out how it works and then you just deal with it. Yeah. You know? I also feel like you, the, the safety hazard of it, like I'm sure there's, there's obviously hazards to having any piece of equipment like that. But like if I turn on like the lighter for my gas range and I don't, it doesn't burn on within four seconds. I'm like, house is going to blow up. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't have that with an electric range. Uh, Sean, your, your range. I can't remember. Cause obviously been over like a year and a half since I've been in your house. Is mm-hmm. it the coils or is it like the induction? Like the, 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 uh, the glass plate. It's like the glass plate. Okay. I think the coils are such an old school thing that they don't even have them mm-hmm. anymore. I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah. My, like my last time I saw one was in my parents' house when I was living there in Woodland 20 plus years ago. I don't think I've ever seen one in person. I, I know they exist, but I don't think I've ever lived or stayed in a place that had them. Matt, I need your expert opinion. Yeah, man. Uh, should I go for the Green River Crossing or Fort Bridger? Uh, Green River. Well, th- well how are how you doing? How are you feeling as far as a uh, uh, party is concerned? Are you in good health? Do you have enough money? Uh, uh, like I got a good amount of money. I got a very good amount of food. food. None take of the, my take, ox have died. Take the crossing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Crossing's shorter, and uh, you, you only want to go to the fort if you're like running out of shit, or you like a bunch of oxen died or something. Like you need supplies. Cr- crossing's crossing's a shortcut. Word. Watch. I'm gonna die of dysentery while we're crossing this. Oh fuck! One of the oxen died. Oh, what a moron! <laughs> I need to go to the fort. What a dumbass! Yeah, yeah is, there's never a, a there's never a piece of media or piece of fiction, book, movie, whatever, where they go like, "We're gonna take a shortcut," and it winds up working out great <laughs> for the party involved. And I realized that as soon as I said it, I'm like, "Oh, it's a shortcut." I'm like, "Oh, that's it. You're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> You've jinxed me, you son of a bitch." Uh, while you're while you're trying to <laughs> recover uh, from dysentery, uh, what are your thoughts on the gas range versus the stove? Uh, the assuming, gas versus electric. So I've grown up around electrics of various. The induction is what we have here. I've grown up with the electric coils. That's how I burned myself the first time in my life. <laughs> Um, Tim's first hot take. <laughs> it's gonna well, hot wanted, take my finger. I want. I wanted to know if the coils were still hot, if they haven't turned red yet, and the answer is yes. 
Uh, I was an inquisitive little six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, gas just seems to give you such a more even and consistent response. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I hate about our induction, and I, I've this is my first time living in a home with an induction stovetop. Um, so it seems like it kind of like powers on and then it goes off. Uh, and it like fluctuates to get you up to temperature and it's like that that just mm-hmm. a, a pot will very very quickly go from like perfect like a nice rolling boil to like it's boiling over and then back to normal maybe like okay i got it under control and it's like psych and i'm boiling over again <laughs> you motherfucker yeah it, 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 and there's there's some induction stoves that have like a sensor where if there's not a pot on it it shuts off but that sensor's not good and it'll mm-hmm. like probably what's going on with your oven is the sensor's kind of going and it doesn't realize that there is a pot there and it just keeps kicking on and off and it's not just staying on because there's a pot there. I mean, it still cooks and it's fine. It's just Mm -hmm. annoying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Our last question. What temperature outside do you usually turn on the AC in your house? What temperature in your house do you keep your AC? And what temperature outside do you usually turn on the heat in your house? And what temperature in your house do you keep you heat or your heat? And that that question is from John Tursich. So we got we got a couple of prongs here. So let's say it's summertime. Jesus, it's hot out. Holy shit! But how hot does it have to be for you to turn the AC on? And what do you set it at? Uh, it has to be over eighty degrees for more than two days before I turn the air conditioner on and then i set it to between 73 and 75 how about you tim uh, i was looking up what this week's temperature was uh so usually once it starts starts consistently staying above the mid 70s is when we'll start to kind of turn the ac on because this this week is the first time we've turned it on and it's only in the bedroom and only at night because honestly because I just can't sleep if I'm too warm. Uh, but we probably won't use AC in the rest of the house for the rest of the apartment, probably for another couple of weeks, depending on weather. Mm-hmm. Because we, we, we're, we're just smart about when we open the windows or close the windows, because if it's not a, oppressively hot outside and there's a good breeze going, we'll have the windows open, but like shades down, so there's less direct light coming in to heat up the room. You guys also, you got lucky with, like, you have decent shade cover outside with trees, and you're the middle floor, so you're not getting the direct heat and stuff. Um, yeah, no, that really doesn't help us all that much. No? We still get a lot of direct light into both bedrooms, and enough light coming into the living room that if we don't have the shades down, it it warms up very quickly. Mm -hmm. Sean, what's your summer AC outlook like? Um, so it's, we keep it at 72. And so anytime it's above 72, basically, I, I'll like, I probably, if it's like 75 or so, I won't touch it. But if it's like a little bit more than that, like once I start to feel humid, that's when it goes on. Mm. If I'm feeling like sweaty just by existing in the world, that's when we pop on the AC. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's typically it. Like, I think we have a fan in the office, which is where I'm spending most of the day anyway. It's where it's hottest in the house. Um, so I usually try to put it off as long as possible. I would say if it's hot, like an 80 to 85, if it's any higher than that, we usually flip it on. Um, and usually it's like 74, I think is usually what we, we set it at. Um, you know, to Tim's point, you got to be a little bit colder uh to to be able to get to sleep uh to be at a nice comfortable sleeping temperature where you don't feel like suction cup to your own bed so we're more likely to you know we, we have a timer on our our thermostat to set it to flip on at night uh so we'll we'll occasionally do that but today uh we actually turn it on today for the first time uh, probably since last august uh so uh so those those beautiful days of of rock bottom electric prices that were uh that we had for the last two months are over mm-hmm. uh they are coming back but uh but let's move to the other side it's winter holy shit it's cold outside what temperature do you turn the heat on at and what do you set it at tim hansen um oh, i realize i never answered the what temperature is my ac at i usually keep it oh. around like 64 okay mid mid to high 60s if it's above that, then I'm just um, going to be too warm. Ooh, a frigid boy. <laughs> frigid I, boy. Yeah. I like to cold. Uh, Me too, man. Then, Me too. And then heat thermostat is usually somewhere between 70 and 74. I think when we're out of the house, like to keep the pipes from freezing, I think we set it at like 60. And also we don't want the cats to be cold. That's the other the element of it is we have the cats inside all day. And we have we have one, one of our cats is a big boy with big, long hair. And, uh, and, uh, in the summer, uh, we, he, he gets like very distressed when it's hot. Cause he's just like, Oh, I'm going to die. <laughs> so, uh, so we, we have to flip on the air, even if we're not in the house to, to <laughs> make sure our cat doesn't suffer. Uh, but during the winter, I think we usually keep it at like 60 just to keep, you know, to keep like a general baseline where we're not just shivering while we're walking through the home. Um, but we don't flip it on. I don't know. Like totally like in the 40s or something like that outside maybe uh i don't know it's sort of it's sort of we go on feel you know it's, it's sort of like uh like the stephen colbert uh thing where it's just like i go with my gut mm-hmm. <laughs> how about you rich um kind of similar to you like if if i were living here just on my own no pets no roommates uh my heater probably wouldn't be turned on till mid-november because uh, I'm just, I'm fine in the cold, and, like, I would probably have it set to, like, 50, just in case it dropped down that cold, just to make sure that the uh, the, the pipes don't freeze. Um, But, yeah, it wouldn't be until, like, it's consistently, be- it reaches consistently below 60 in my house that I will kick it on. And I generally leave it at the low 60s during the winter. Uh, at, at night, it's set to 55 because I'm under covers where upstairs on the second floor, heat rises. It's generally about five or more degrees hotter upstairs than it is downstairs. So there's no point in having it run at night when we're all warm anyway. You don't want to wake up with that dry mouth feeling when you've had the air, the, the heat yeah. running all night. Oh, yeah. God. The worst. So it's like my heater will kick on at say six o'clock in the morning and try to bring it up to like sixty, and then it won't kick back on again till eight to bring it to like the low sixties, like sixty-two or three. 
Sean O'Brien, what's your heat strategy? Uh, so we'll kick it on when it get probably gets in the 40s for a couple days in a row, and we keep it at a solid 69 nice degrees. Nice. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so that's that's that. It's just I, we have to keep it at that level because Alice sleeps on the first floor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to keep her warm because she'd be so cold because she is a small baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. What? All right. All right, Tim, I got two questions for you. One, how's the wagon train going? Um, Doing good. Jake, uh, snake a broken arm. Oh, no. But uh, no one's died yet. I haven't wow. lost. Uh, I I only lost the one ox. I'm at Snake River. It's August 29th. I don't know how good that is or how bad that is. I don't remember. <laughs> you're probably but, right. Uh, fuck, I don't know. If it's, if it's only August, you're probably good. Usually by October, that's when I start sweating bullets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Said but- I had exhaustion earlier, but uh, it now says health is back to fair, so I think we're good. It's also, you know, it seemed like the lamest cop out to me where it's like, oh, God, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> as, as an Oregon Trail uh, illness, or it's just like, I'm exhausted. Like, yeah, man, you're a fucking wagon going across the country. Like, man, it, not, not to man up, and the man up's the wrong word. Just, just grow up and <laughs> get on this wagon. <laughs> grow up. Yeah. Move Be an forward. adult about all this. Yeah. Move forward. Uh, and Tim, what is your heater strategy for the winter? Uh, heating strategy for the winter. If we're not home, uh, it's usually probably like mid sixties. Uh, if we are home, wait, did we start with me for heat? Did we? I don't remember. Yeah. I was like, wait, did we change the question? Yeah. Now just... it's what, when do you turn your heat on in the summer? <laughs> Crossed you up. I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, just we're, pop we're crossing check. Snake River. It's real deep. I hope this doesn't end poorly. Did you uh, caulk the wagon, or did you buy? Did you get the ferry. Uh, I got an Indian to help me across. Oh boy, racist! Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's just what it says. It was a Shoshone. God, okay. <laughs> you just gave him some clothing and thought it was going to be all right, huh? I mean, it was. How about some land colonizer? <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, what, what, when the, I think it came out like 1978 or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. oh no, uh, broken wagon tongue. Uh, maybe ask one of your Indian friends to fix it for you. <laughs> um, all right, that's the end of our questions. Uh, does anyone have a closing thought or a take? Mm-mm. Because I got bad news for you. If you guys don't, I do. I mean, we, we do have a brose bonus. Oh, we do? There was oh, yeah, a, brose, a brose bonus. There was yeah. a brose did, bonus did sent it? to us. I did open it like a little bit ago just to see what it was. To see if yeah. it was worth mentioning. Um, but apparently uh, one of yeah, us what is Chester. Chester. Who is Chester? Uh, I, it looks like the questions email keeps getting spam emails for a Chester. Uh, Chester, positions open. Chester, we're looking to know the current standing regarding the upcoming semester. Uh, FedEx applicants requested for Chester. Uh, Thursday, May 20th, 2021. FedEx applicants requested for Chester. Hi, Chester. 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, whoever Chester is that's sending us emails, <laughs> um, no, he's thanks. Getting emails for Chester. We're trying to find Chester. Yeah, yeah. We need we need Chester to let us know who that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tim, why why did you sign us up as Chester? Listen, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I lost two days because we went down the wrong trail. Uh, there it is. Oh, boy. there it is. I knew it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. So somebody uh, spoofed our our questions email as Chester, <laughs> and now we're just getting emails as Chester. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Mary, that you're getting all these Chester mails. Yeah, bad news. Uh, rough deal for Chester, who probably uh, would like to have his FedEx application answered. Uh, and several times, uh, somebody is looking for FedEx applicants, uh, and Chester appears to fit their qualifications, but alas, there will be no response from Chester. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Chester. Uh, yeah. there, there's, there's like a, looks like a $350 reward available for Chester, uh, oh, for, shit. uh, sweep deprived. Yeah. As well as a $75 reward available for Chester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Front office sports, the future of sport, not not for Chester, but the future of sports is all about streaming, according to front office sports. Let's uh, go. And then confirm details. Boy, this is bizarre. Well, I mean, Chester, uh, somebody's missing a uh, master's graduate level education certificate status. Um, yeah. So, Chester, you, you, like, get get in touch with us. We'll forward the mail. Uh, just a small nominal fee. And we can just buy us a couple of bottles of wine. We'll be good. My prediction for the NBA Finals. It's going to be the Sixers versus the Utah Jazz in the Finals. And the Sixers are winning the championship this year, baby. It's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going chalk. I'm going chalk. Uh, but I but that that's my take. Uh, in light of the fact... I was going to do bracket by bracket for the, for the tournament. But in light of the fact that we have some serious Chester data to go through... <laughs> Uh, I, I've elected to just go to my final predictions uh, and go Utah Philly. Uh, so we're recording this on on May 22nd. By the time you're hearing this, I could be very Ooh, no. wrong. The Jazz could have Jazz could have fucked it up in uh, in uh, the first round uh, if they play like uh, the Golden State win tonight. But if they play Golden State, they could have fucked it up in the first round, uh, much the way Rudy Gobert fucked the entire NBA by bringing COVID in uh, <laughs> last year. Uh, the Grizzlies won, so the Warriors are done. Uh yeah, the, the Jazz are definitely gonna beat the, the Grizzlies yeah. then. I think I, I like that. I think Philly in general is due for a win, a championship win at this point. It's been quite a while since we've gotten one. So yeah, let's do it. Let's get that championship win. It has been Woo. twenty years since the Philadelphia 76ers were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh it was two thousand one with Allen Iverson. Uh was the last time we had the top seed in the conference. Uh you know, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I could certainly use the dub, but I don't think anybody, the only team that that could potentially beat the Sixers is Brooklyn. Uh, and I think that they are slightly fraudulent uh, on account of the fact that their three best players have played with each other like five times this year. <laughs> so, so that's my take. It's my hot take. Hot takes. Spicy. Hot takes. And if people want to see more of my Sixers takes on Twitter, of which there are too many, uh, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. What about you, Sean? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at hey, it's S-O-B. How about you, Tim? At Tim R. Hansen. And you, Rich? At B underscore one Are you related to Roddy Rich, by the way? 
Me? Yeah, you. No. Who's Roddy? Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, the podcast <laughs> is on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. And if you want us to answer your question on the air, uh, you want to email those questions to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, once again, special thanks to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Etsy.com or at Shannon Vogel Photography on Facebook. That's V-O-G-E-L. Our theme music is When by Steven Siebert. You can listen to his work at the Free Music Archive. And a special thanks to Tess Riley, who uh, helped us out edit the last couple episodes of our show. We thank you dearly for doing the Lord's work in, in uh, making us sound all right uh now it is plugs time rich you may or may not be part of a particular podcast uh by the time that the listeners hear this but if you were part of a podcast that wasn't brose what would it be uh called and what would it be about check out podcast and nerdy roundtable where we talk about that week's nerd news and stuff again please check them out there's no animosity between us i'm just not having fun with the show anymore so i'm ending my tenure but still they're cool guys and check them out if you want to hear about nerd stuff sean what about your frisbees whoosh you want to see me frisbee ob disc golf everywhere except instagram where it is ob underscore disc golf and tim first of all what happened with the wagon uh i made it to the willamette valley on november 16th so first attempt at the oregon trail and uh nobody died Wow! Sean, Sean broke his arm on the very last day. Clumsy. Sorry, bud. <laughs> no, nice. the last day. I I had an uneventful trip, like just nothing happened to me. Because you didn't play. I well, I thought I oh, was in it. You, yeah, yeah. Nothing happened to you. Hey, I, look, I'm good with that. At I no dress. point did Rich's name pop up. It was just like Tim has exhaustion. Matt has dysentery. Uh, Sean has cholera or whatever it was. Matt now a also snake has... bite. Thank you very yeah. much. A snake bite. I had cholera. Now Matt has cholera. Yeah, what if Rich is like then... sabotaging the wagon train? Like he brought the yeah. snake in. Like he's, he's like, poisoning the water. Like just like those. Like, oh, shame that Sean got bit by that snake. But I'm fine. Yeah, but uh, and then three three oxen died. But we we did good. Two thousand one hundred and thirty seven points. We made it. So many nice. points. Uh, would you would you want to brag about your performance on the Oregon Trail to our friends Greg and Gene, person of the person oh, person God. show? Greg and Gene, I Gene could definitely kick my ass in Oregon Trail and definitely outdo my score. Greg, I feel like he's just the same kind of chaotic, evil, chaotic neutral uh, sense of humor that I am. So he would probably also have Sean break his arm and get. <laughs> A snake bite. He'd also be but, like, we're going to ford this 21-foot deep river. But for everyone else, uh, if you're looking for a new show but hate new shows, then this is the perfect new show by people who hate new shows. Uh, you get weird sports news for stories you didn't know you needed to know. Weird food crimes coming from Gene. Uh, no, Greg. Gene? Greg? Crap. That's okay. They're the same person. 
<laughs> they are not the same person. That's not what I heard. Um, but Gene King, Gene, Gene just found out, and actually, when this comes out, it'll be like a month ago. Gene found out he can drink again, so he's on that gin. Oh hell yeah, we gotta get him on the show. <laughs> we, I'm, I'm totally down to have a person to person brose. Yeah, yeah. Bring in just a person that is a decade older than us and be like, yeah. ha. Actually, honestly, when they first made a joke about being over forty, I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, blew my mind. Wow. Uh, yeah. So great stories, great funny news stories, and uh, witty puns that end up in pun jail. So get to pun it. Pun jail. To it. Yeah. Man. Uh, well, listen to them at the Person in Person Show. That's personinpersonshow dot com, uh, and you can subscribe to them anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Guys, say goodbye once more to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. Deuces, homies. For Tim Anson, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. You can't make me. Woo! But I can try. And you will fail.